Welcome to another episode of K Sports. Doing NBA, NFL, focusing on NFL, but we'll touch a little bit on NBA, you know. And also, um, we're getting to the end of the year. Next week is Thanksgiving's break, and we come back, finals and winter break. And um, yeah, we might as well just get into it. Uh, hopefully, we're doing some split up podcasts, different formats. Um, Remington and his creative mind have thought of new ways that I didn't even think about. And for me, I'm plain vanilla guy. You just do the same thing over and over. But, you know, changing it up. It is this is a college podcast, you know, experiment with new things. I understand that. And I fully support it. And we'll probably be bringing out new interviews, new kinds of podcasts next year or next semester. Do maybe politics, different topics maybe even. We'll have to see. Get some interesting people. Bring some attention to this. I'm I'm all for it. Um, so yeah, we'll hopefully see that. But the for the end of the year, um, maybe we'll have a podcast come out next week. Sorry, we have no NBA podcast this week, but it, it was just a crazy week. So we'll have to see if we do get an NBA one out next week. But our NBA or NFL one out. Um, but yeah, I wanted to quickly touch on some things in NBA. Carmelo Anthony returning. It looked like he was doing too much. I mean, especially with that uh, attempt for trying to dunk. It's like, bro, you you too old for that. Okay, calm down. He took probably one too many shots, um, and they were mostly contested. And uh, from the Trailblazer fans that I know, uh, yeah, they're definitely not happy with signing Carmelo Anthony. I don't think. I think he will take. They do. For for some teams, they could use him, but I think the Trailblazers do have young guys off the bench who now will take only three shots instead of seven, which, I mean, you know, in one game that doesn't seem much, but when you're playing 82 games, after a while, you know, gaining confidence, it helps a lot more when you're taking a lot more shots. And when Carmela is coming in and taking those shots – it's harder to argue for that now for older teams like or teams that are tanking like the Cavs you know there's some teams that could use a scoring option off the bench maybe the Pacers some team like that um yeah but on the Trailblazers we'll have to see I mean right now the Trailblazers are really underperforming I mean they're 13th right now in place I mean five and ten and they're right there with the Spurs, who haven't won, like, really great. Um, they're below the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Thunder. So right now, Trailblazers, it's, yeah. hey, I said at the beginning of the season, there's just nothing that great that looks about them, you know? But the team that does look really good right now is the Mavericks, even though they're just fifth, with Luka Doncic outscoring the uh, Warriors, a whole Warriors team, and yes, that used to be, that would have been an unthinkable um, thing to happen, but especially with everyone leaving there, you know, injuries and stuff, yes, that's more of a possibility, and when you're starting guys like, uh, guys like Kai Bowman and Pascal, I mean, it's not surprising, uh, but just looking over the numbers from that, in the first quarter alone, Doncic had 22 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. The whole Warriors team has 6 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. I mean, they blew out the Warriors, ended out with 142-94. to 94. But yeah, Doncic right now looking like a leading MVP candidate. And he's only 20 years old. Yeah, 2-0. And I mean, if you look at the rest of the league for other options, I mean... You could say Kawhi, but he just doesn't play enough games. He doesn't. He isn't consistently on the floor. He just pulled, missed two games and just came back um, to play with PG. And we'll get into that more later on. Uh, Joe Nicola is pretty good. Um, I think Jamal Murray though is contributing enough where it's kind of hard to argue um, whether Nicola should get the MVP. I mean, looking at his stats, the last game, I mean, two games ago, he only had nine points, five rebounds. Those are eight assists. But against the Grizzlies, you got to have more than nine points. I mean, right now he's averaging 17 points, uh, nine rebounds, and five assists. Yeah, that's not MVP numbers, all right? Like, you definitely have to be averaging over over 20 points to be considered uh, for an MVP. I mean, you just... 
you can't be averaging less than 20 points. Um, like Doncic right now, ridiculous stat line, ridiculous. Averaging this season 29 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. Now, I mean, I'm pretty sure Harden is averaging even more, but, you know, um, with voter, uh, what is it called? Voter wariness or stuff like that. Seeing a fresh face like Doncic, and he's only 20 years old, I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect the Matador to be this good this soon. <laughs> Looking at his nicknames, it's kind of funny. He's called Matador Cool Hand, The Dawn, Wonder Boy, and Swaggy L. I, I don't think I've ever heard him being called Swaggy L, but yeah, because, you know, too closely correlated with taking an L. But right now, he's not taking any Ls. He's balling, like, ridiculously, and he's looking like the leading MVP candidate for me. I mean, you look at the other teams, the Lakers and uh, AD and LeBron cancel each other out. I mean, they're one night AD will have a ridiculous game, and then two more nights LeBron will average a triple-double, and it's back and forth. We ever already won over the Nuggets. The Rockets, I mean, you could say James Harden, but Russell Westbrook is also helping that team, and James Harden is always in the top two voting. I mean, all the time we hear him for MVP, and, you know, only one time did he ever – did he ever – I think he – I don't think – he. I think he got it one year. Yeah, I think one year he got it, and – that's it. For the Clippers, I mean, Kawhi and PG are both coming off of injuries. They're missing a whole bunch of games. Um, and then once once you get under fifth place, you can't really talk about any more MVP candidates. I mean, the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, no. Uh, the Suns, now, if they played better, if they were top five, maybe top three, yeah, I'd talk about Devin Booker being a MVP candidate. But mm. And, I mean, you look over at the East, you have the Celtics, Bucks. I mean, Giannis is always in the conversation, but he did get it last year. The Celtics, they're just, the way they play, and I heard a word, democratic. I mean, and I think that's a great way to describe it. They're just ball movement, and I like the way they play. But it's hard to say that someone is an MVP on that uh, team. The 76ers, I mean, sure, you can say Joel Embiid, but Ben Simmons just hit his first three last night. And it's kind of hard to argue that for Joel Embiid when your team's fifth and kind of underperforming. Beyond that, I have to say right now, if I had to pick an MVP, I'd pick Doncic because Porzingis is underperforming massively. Like he's not—he's not nearly the superstar he was, um, or the the uh, what do they call him? Unicorn that people were thinking he would be. Um, and and I thought he would take another step. Right now, only averaging 18 points, nine rebounds, one assist. I mean, you're at least hoping he would do like 20 and 10 and maybe two assists. But, you know, it's, he needs to just take that next step. Also, uh, Celtics against Clippers, that was a good game. I think Marcus Smart took way too many shots later in the shot clock. I mean, he made a ridiculous hustle play, which he almost got injured because of. But he's, he's that's his thing, hustle on defense, not offense. And he definitely shouldn't be shooting. And my boy, Jason Tatum, I like Jason Tatum highlights. All right, and that crossover on Paul George, even if PG doesn't know where to put his foot down, is still in top three. Okay, it goes dunk on LeBron, that game winner in New uh, New York, and then that crossover on PG because those ridiculous clutch. I mean, you think of the situation and the point that the Celtics have just they, this year they've shown like that given hope again. They were they took a Clippers team at full strength and yes, Lou Will did say they didn't practice that much together, but that probably pretty much the championship favorites at full strength on the road to three-point game if and maybe if Jason Tatum or Kemba if Kemba Walker shoots that ball a little earlier at a different angle, we could be talking about a double overtime game. So it's but it was an overtime game on the road without Gordon Hayward. I think people are forgetting Gordon Hayward was averaging uh, 25, or I think he had 25 in one game. Let me see if I can find it. But uh, he was starting to look like Utah Jazz, um, Gordon Hayward. I mean, yes, he was averaging 18 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, but those are still 18 points. Um, looking at uh, this year, yeah, he was – I mean, it wasn't, he was starting to heat up near the end of this year. So it, it's just tough to see that um, him go injured when he's starting to play well. Uh, 
yeah, he had like 39 points and then a 20-point game, and then he got injured. But, yeah, he was fluctuating up and down. But, I mean, that's their kind of offense. But to have another option, because the problem is, is Kemba's too short, and Jason Tatum is not a reliable shooter. So, you know, it's it's nice when you have a guy who can combine both. But, you know, enough on the NBA talk. Moving on to the main thing, which is NFL. And this week, you know, it, it was another good week. Another another week of interesting things going on. Uh, let's probably start out with... We can, we can start out with um, the Steelers and the Browns. Now, yeah, which brings me to another thing about the whole Miles Garrett thing. Okay. I understand the roughness of football, but there is no reason why in any situation you need to take a guy's helmet and start slamming it on his head. Okay, like, and this is, and Aaron, I haven't heard anyone mention this. This is the same Mason Rudolph who was knocked out cold earlier this year. He's already had a ridiculous concussion earlier this year, and now you're out here trying to give him another one? You know, and I understand he was mad, he just didn't, but still, like, he, it, it, there's no, I understand, I'd understand if he was uh, suspended for the rest of the, of the year. Because that was intentional harm right to the head to a guy who has known uh, concussion problems. And you're doing that? I mean, I understand why Mason Rudolph may be salty. I mean, the Brown, they're getting blown out by the Browns 7-21. Um, Rudolph had an okay game, 221 yards, one touchdown. Uh, actually, my bad. He had a horrible game, four interceptions. I forgot all about that. And the Steelers just stopped having a running game. They haven't had a a uh, consistent running game since Le'Veon Belly left. I mean, Jalen Samuels getting his usual 30 yards. Uh, he he receiving. He did get a touchdown in 19 yards. And Juju, I didn't see anyone mention that either. Got knocked out clean too. He was out. Like he looked out. Like he was out for a while. And he got. He was getting dragged back on a play. And he's been having an underperforming year. I mean, he's been doing the whole thing of uh, t- dragging. Get gaining attention from the defenders, which will make it harder for guys like James Washington, who are actually catching the ball. Um, but yeah, the Steelers just keep stuttering. It's it's so hard. Um, I mean, the they did, and the Steelers. It's not like they had chances. They got five first downs from penalties because the Browns had eight penalties and 121 yards, and the Browns continually be the number one penalized team in the league because they're just. Not disciplined. Mayfield, he had 193 yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb, elite running back, 92 yards. And LBJ had his 60, you know. Uh, I'm just saying, though, the Browns continue to be undisciplined even in this game against the Steelers. And Steelers just didn't, they didn't execute. On the road, um, I, I just, I get, I guess the Browns got in their head. I mean, it was a close game. And the, and the Steelers, they just didn't get it done. So, um, I kind of I want the Steelers to make the playoffs, but right now they're not really looking like a playoff team. Yes, it is week to week, and I do think they'll still sneak in, but not if they keep losing to teams like the Browns. All right, because the Browns are four and six, Steelers are five and five, still ahead of them. And um, looking at the weekly AFC uh, standings, because you know we got to look at the play up picture almost every single week. Uh, yeah, the Raiders are kind of right on the cheese, which we'll get into later. But yeah, the Steelers right now are one, because of this loss, they're one game behind everyone else who's in second place for, um, the second wild card, and they're tied with the Titans for third place for the wild card, because the Texans are six and four, uh, the Raiders are six and four, and then the Titans are five and five, and yeah, they're right all on the line for that, so... The Steelers right now really need to win their next couple games. They're playing against the Bengals. They're playing the Browns again, the Cardinals, Bills. Those are all winnable games. And the Jets, yeah, they definitely need to win their next couple of games, especially the Bengals. Hopefully they can get revenge against the Browns at home. The Cardinals should definitely be a win. The Bills are off and on, and the Jets better be a win. Yes, I I, I wish Sam Darnold was better, but that better be a win. And then the Ravers, Ravens on the road. I understand that that's an L, but if they can go um, five and one, four and two in the next couple weeks, 
I could see them make the playoffs. I mean, the Texans, they have a tough schedule to finish out the season. Um, they have the Colts, then the Patriots, and then the Broncos, which can be a low-key tough team. The Titans isn't going to be an easy out. The Bucks, I mean, unless Jameis Winston figures out how to throw, maybe it is a, it is a harder game. And then they have the Titans again. So I could see the Texans definitely dropping out of that. Um, I mean, I think the Bills will make the playoffs as that first wild card team. They, I mean, if they lose against the Cowboys and the Patriots and maybe the Steelers beat them and the Ravens, I mean, I could, you know, things could flip. We're in this stage where the last six games, it's it's starting to come down to the line. Week to week, it's starting to come down the line. Guys are one or two games away from each other. And um, so they better watch out. Um and so yeah, next moving on to the next game. <sighs> Darnold had got his win, four touchdowns, one interception, and yes, it is against a bad team in the Redskins. So yeah, it doesn't really count. But my boy Sam Darnold still got a win, and that's all that matters, okay? So don't quit hating on him. He's gonna be playing against the Raiders and Bengals. I think they should definitely beat the Bengals and <laughs> get the revenge game against the Dolphins. I wish I beat him the first time haskins looked okay 214 yards two touchdowns one interception that's interesting to watch out jags at colts yeah nick Foles didn't look that great coming back he had 296 yards two touchdowns one interception dj shark showed back from the dead had uh had those two touch passing touch caught those two touch passing touchdowns 104 yards eight of ten he's still tied he with these two touchdowns he's tied with the two detroit lions wide receivers marco's favorite wide receivers kenny galladay and marvin jones jr yeah they both have eight um eight touchdowns which leads the league so i'm definitely surprised that they both um have that the jaguars um were getting shut down by the colts defense i mean they had zero trips to the end zone also they had two more also, they had uh, twice as many more penalties than the Colts. Um, it just and they couldn't run the ball. I don't know what uh, Leonard Fournette is doing over there, um, but he only had the whole team for the Jaguars had 29 yards uh, rushing yards, and Colts had 264. So that might have something to do with it. I mean, when the other team has more than nine times uh, your rushing yards, yeah, that's a pretty tough. Uh, Re- pretty much impossible to win. Brissett, um, looking healthy, had uh, 148 yards, one touchdown, one rushing touchdown, one interception. And they just really ran the ball. I mean, Jonathan Williams had 116 yards on 13 carries. Um, uh, Marlon Mack had 109 yards on 14 carries and one touchdown. Their running backs were getting it done, and they were getting in the end zone. They had five trips, scored on four times. So they just kept slashing this uh, defense, and Jaguars just couldn't stop them. I mean, the Colts, I think the Colts with Jacoby Brissett are an elite team. I think for the for AFC, they're probably a top four team with Jacoby Brissett because they're tied with the Patriots. Sorry, but I got to throw my Chiefs in there. Ravens and the Colts. I mean, pretty much the leader of every single division are all elite teams right now. So um, I think the Texans, after that tough, tough loss against the Ravens, I don't know if they're an elite team. I mean, they so far when their last really good win was against us uh, last month, and that was on one touchdown. I mean, since then, pretty much all their W's have not been against good teams. I mean, looking at their elite teams or elite teams they played against, they lost to the Saints by two, um, beat the Jaguars by one. Uh, let's look. The Panthers beat them by six. Uh, they beat us by uh, seven with a touchdown, so that's a pretty bad L. But that's I'm pretty sure that was when um, Matt – I think Mahomes. I think Matt Moore was playing that game, but uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, they lose to the Colts. Um, they lose to the Colts by six. No, sadly Mahomes was there. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson had a day. Okay, I guess I make excuses, but you know, it it was it was a while ago. I'm pretty sure there was a reason why we lost to the why we lost to the um, Texans that day. I think it was our defense had folded like normal. Um, but yeah, it was just it that was probably one of the toughest home losses 
was when we couldn't get it done. Um, and, uh, yeah, they just, they honestly played better than us, smarter than us in that game. But anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, they lost to the Colts by seven. They barely beat the Raiders by three. Okay. I mean, they blew out the Jaguars, but we already talked about them. And they got blown out by the Ravens. So the the Texans so far this season haven't shown that they're an elite team. I think they have an elite quarterback, but I don't think the rest of the team is elite, especially that defense. It's It just hasn't shown to stand up to the pressure. So they'll definitely have another chance to show. They'll have a tough two games to show that they are a good team against the Colts and the Patriots. So I'll have to see if they can come back. But right now, I don't think the Texans are an elite team. And I think the the Patriots, Chiefs, Ravens, and Colts are probably the elite of the elite. And if I have to say who's going to the Super Bowl right right now, I'd probably have to say the Ravens. I mean, they're they just look ridiculous. That Super Bowl MVP, I'm telling you, Mark Ingram is right. Right now, Jackson is looking they're hitting on all cylinders. Speaking of that blowout against the Texans, I mean Jackson had 224 yards, four touchdowns, and for rushing he had 86 yards on nine carries. Yeah, 86 yards on nine carries. That is a ridiculous average, and it's just showing he can't get stopped. I mean, no one can stop him. And for all you who are doing math at home, yeah, that's almost 10 yards a carry. That's almost a first down for every single carry. That's nine and a half yards for every single carry. Gus Edwards, his running back, having 112 yards, one touchdown. Mark Andrews, Mike Andrews, I think it's Mike Andrews, his tight end. It may be a few passes, but he's catching all of them. Four of four, 75 yards, one touchdown. Um, Ingram doing both sides of the ball. Had I'm mean, not both sides, but both kinds of offense. Had 48 yards on 13 carries and received 37 yards and got two touchdowns. So it totally blew out uh, Texans at home, and the Ravens are pretty tough to beat at home. Uh, they do have the same record at home and away, but – uh, yeah, right now, if if I had to pick one team to go to the Super Bowl, looking the hottest right now, I have to say the Ravens. Because Tom Brady hasn't been looking that great the last couple games. Uh, he just hasn't looked like an MVP. And um, I still think he has an elite quarterback. But the problem is, is he can't pass deep. Um, in his game, who they played against? Uh, in their game against the Eagles. Yeah, the main reason why this game was close is... The uh, the line with just the Pats just wouldn't run the ball. And the line, the Philly has usually has a good D-line, and they stopped any run that would come. So more often than not, Tom Brady kept trying to throw it deep, and he would miss. he Or they would get blocked by an okay secondary. I mean, so I feel like Tom Brady's growing older, and his team is forcing him to do more than he can do. And they barely beat the Eagles by one touchdown. Brady, he had... Uh, he was 26 of 47, 55%. That's not very accurate. Had 216 yards. I mean, two of his receivers did have 50 yards. Four had 30 yards. Um, it was a very defensive game, and both quarterbacks were not accurate. And I saw a post on Instagram um, where the whole cycle of how it works is the quarterback, his accuracy goes down. The uh, wide receivers don't trust him, and the wide receivers tend to drop a lot of passes, especially Especially Philly wide receivers are known to drop a lot of passes. Aguilar, Jeffrey, and the QB's trust in them goes down. So that's what's the problem with the Eagles is their trust in each other has gone down. Because And I think it is warranted. I mean, I don't know how much is on Wentz, but I have seen the wide receivers do drop a lot of catches. Um, Wentz had uh, 214 yards, one touchdown. He did have a fumble in this game. And I feel like there's some resentment that Ertz is Wentz's favorite because even in this game, he was 9 of 11, 94 yards. And, I mean, if you look at everyone else, they barely had – they didn't have – definitely didn't have 11 targets, not nearly as much. So I think with this team, with the Eagles, they, I still feel, feel like they have talent. Like their team hasn't broken up that much since the Super Bowl run, and no one's going to sit here and say that Carson Wentz is worse than Nick Foles. It's just – the trust, I feel like they had more trust in Nick Foles. So when Nick Foles came in, they're like, oh, we know we can win with him. We know he's got it. And I think he made simple passes. While Carson Wentz tends to dance around, he has more pressure on him, and he has to. he's forced to make harder plays, which makes it harder to be accurate, and I don't think he's that accurate of a quarterback. And then it makes it harder for the wide receivers to trust him, and the whole team morale goes down. And that's why with him, they're right now 5-5. Five and five. 
and losing at home to the Patriots, who are a good team, and they have a really good secondary on top of that. So, I mean, that Wentz had 214 yards was is pretty good against a, a ridiculously really great – I. I don't think it's it's throwing around the word great to say that the Patriots secondary is great. So Patriots team, I think right now their weakness is Tom Brady, and we'll have to see if they can turn their eyes to running the ball more often because definitely playoff time comes around. They definitely need to run the ball or focus on that more. <clears throat> and one person who hasn't been running the ball well is Ezekiel Elliott, another rough week. He did have 45 yards, um, two total touchdowns. He did have a fumble. But Prescott chucking that ball around, making it up for him. 440 yard, 444 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, his two wide receivers were having a day out there on this Lions uh, secondary. Had Gallup had 148 yards, 9 of 13. Randall Cobb, 115 yards, only 4 of 7. He did have a touchdown. Cobb was... He was yakking it up, twenty averaging 28 yards per catch. So, Ravens, another close game. I feel like the Lions are that one team that they know they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to make it hard for everyone else. Um, I mean, looking at who they play for, who they play against the rest of the year, uh, they could mess up some playoff hopes. I mean, they play the Bears, who may still think they're in the mix. The Vikings, they could make it really tough for the Vikings. Uh, and the, they do the play the Packers, so um, they're they're definitely not gonna give any team easy wins. As Driscoll has 209 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Amendola uh, continuing uh, being reliable, I guess, less than 50 yards. They, I mean, it is expected when your starting quarterback goes out that you don't have as much good as a passing game. Um, they're, I mean, the and Dallas somehow they dominated on most things. I mean, they had this both had the same number of drives, and Dallas had 509 yards, the Lions had 312 and passing yards. Dallas had 434, and uh, Lions had 191. But yet, this was a seven point game three plus eight, eight point game. <laughs> Can't do math, but it's still an eight point game. That's still a one score game. And it's still closed. The Lions may not. And I, I think you have to give some respect to Patricia. Matt Patricia's the coach. That even though they aren't aren't um, making the playoffs, I feel like he's doing the best with what he's got. I don't think he's I don't think he's making the team better than the sum of their parts, but he's making sure that the sum of their parts is there. It's not worse than it. And um, you still got to give some credit. Yes, they are losing games, but they are pretty. They're still tough out. So. Uh, um, oh my goodness that was that's bad um let's see here we can't skip over my chiefs you know we can't <sighs> okay so mahomes played good i'm not gonna lie 182 yards one touchdown he had a career high of rushing yards 59 yards which shows his legs are healthy and i guess he knows his own body yes i did bash my own mans over whether he's feeling the best he is maybe he is okay maybe his legs are feeling the best they are i mean kelsey came out and um got 92 yards and one touchdown and the uh the bye came at a perfect time give tyree kill time to rest and give mahomes time to rest too i mean he's he's maybe a little banged up you know you want him to heal the main reason why we won this game is because Derek Rivers is just Derek Rivers. Felipe Philip Rivers is just falling apart this last two games. Seven interceptions last two games, four interceptions in this one game, one touchdown, 353 yards. And I'm telling you, like I tell you time and time again, our defense, Chiefs defense, will give you that first down, but at some point in time, we'll get a turnover. We almost always get a turnover. And this game, we got turnovers on a guy who is giving him out like hotcakes. I saw one quote where the Philip Rivers uh, bakery is opening is open again, baking turn handing out turnovers like there's no tomorrow. And um, it definitely looked like it in this game. Uh, and the whole problem is is that it was still a one score game, and he's here giving us chances to score. And in that fourth quarter, Mahomes, like in their drives, they would have two out of their four plays would be a bubble screen. And it's like the defense knows what's coming. 
throw something different, throw something deep. It was so frustrating to watch this game because the Chiefs kept doing the same thing over and over and over, and that's and then their defense would come out and actually get a stop, which I applaud them for for being good. And it would just be the same cycle of the offense wasting possessions. And it would be different if the uh, San Diego's uh, defense was considered better than the Chiefs' offense. But the Chiefs' offense is one of the best in the league, the Legion of Zoom. you got to have more plays than just a bubble screen to Daryl Williams out in the flat. Like every single play or whoever, LaShawn McCoy. Like, And they knew what was coming. That's why it almost injured LaShawn McCoy because the defense knew where the pass was going. And they hit him pretty hard while he was airborne. So... It's kind of surprising to see for once that Andy Reid isn't coming up with some offensive creative thing. And it's, in fact, the opposite of him not being creative that we almost lost this game. If Rivers doesn't throw a pick, and he looked mad in that game. Trust me, he got beat. He got definitely pushed around. He got mad in that game, and it was close. I'm telling you, with these really good wide receivers, uh, Mike Williams had 76 yards, averaging 38 yards per catch. Keenan Allen, 71 yards, one touchdown. Hunter Henry also had a day, 69 yards. And Eckler, uh, running all over us, had uh, 108 yards. Or no, he had he he was catching the ball like ridiculously. 108 yards, eight of 12, tied for the most receptions and attempts on this team. And uh, Melvin Gordon had 69 yards on 14 carries, but. I mean, beyond uh, Rivers, everyone else was w working just fine. And if if Rivers is probably playing averagely, we probably are losing this game. It, it it was scary. It was. I mean, yes, it was on the road, but it was still scary that we almost lost to a four and six, four and seven team, and that's with the Raiders right on our tail, which is so annoying. Seeing maybe maybe. I know people were bashing the Raiders last season for, oh, bringing in a culture. Oh, let's trade Khalil Mack. That's not going to work. Maybe they won that trade. I mean, with all those picks, the Raiders just look like a different team this year. I mean, they're right next to us at 6-4. and four, And they're with Josh Jacobs looking like the rookie off easily the offensive rookie of the year. I mean, yes, it was yes, it was only a one touchdown win against the Bengals, but Josh Jacobs still had 112 yards. He did have a fumble. Tyrell Williams had 87 yards. Uh, Waller had 78. But right now, the Raiders are looking tough to beat. Uh, looking at their previous wins. And considering that they are six and four right behind us, I mean we haven't had our bye yet, so we're seven and four. Uh, they did beat the Chargers at home. The Texans did beat them, and they got blown out by the Packers. But they did beat the Colts early in the season as um, so. I guess their one win is the Colts early in the season. They've had a really easy schedule now. Looking at it, um, but they're playing averagely which is better than I thought they would play. I didn't think they'd be an average team. And uh, right now they've played against horrible teams. I mean, let's see. In their first in their first four or three games, or four games, yes, they had tough. It was Broncos, then Chiefs, Vikings, uh, Colts. Then it gets easy. They played the Bears, got blown out by the Packers and beaten by the Texans. Then they beat the Lions, beat the Chargers with uh, – Rivers throwing three picks on them on two touch two point game, and then they beat the Bengals, and they have the Jets still. They play against us again, but they have the Titans, the Jaguars, and the Chargers again, and the Broncos. That's five games in the last six against pretty bad teams. I'm pretty sure the Titans. Um, I mean, right now, like all those teams are hovering around 500 are below and they're probably going to dip even further so the Raiders right now have an easy schedule the rest of the year and I really don't want Mahomes and his injured self playing in a wild card game and he may not be injured but he doesn't look like 100% healthy it's just it's worrying to see um like just worrying to see the Raiders so close to us. It's it's going to be a close race to finish the end of the year. Um, moving on to another interesting, since we're in the AFC West, might as well talk about the Broncos having a tough L. And the Broncos have had no fourth quarter touchdowns this year. So the Vikings, I guess, took that to an advantage. Con great comeback by them, down twenty to zero, and no one had no one had an answer for Stefan Diggs. I mean, he had zero. He had zero yards in the first half, 
And, uh, yeah, he had 121 in the second and a touchdown. Mason Rudolph chipped in also, 67 yards, one touchdown. Um, I mean, Dalvin Cook only had 26 yards, a touchdown. But the Broncos just folded. I mean, they looked pretty good in that first half. Even Cortland Sutton had 113 yards catching. Um, and he he and that's being covered by Xavier Rhodes, usually double team. And he got had a pretty uh good pass. But then they tried that play in the second half, and it just seemed like it wasn't their day. Um, they were on the road, so they they just couldn't hold on to the lead. And the Vikings at home, once they start getting that crowd into it. It's pretty tough to beat them. I mean, once they start yelling skull and stuff like that, that's why they've been undefeated so far this season, 5-0, and while on the road they've been 3-3. Three and three. So they're a really good home team. And, um, I mean, it's – and uh, the Broncos – the Vikings, though, can't say that they were the, – I don't know if they were the better team because they gave the Broncos three time, three chances near the end zone, near the, at the end of the game, to get the touchdown. They have a decent wide receiver – and maybe um, and they that last that last pass should have been caught. I, I'm saying right now that last pass, like if Noah Font is not a rookie and he's like a three year vet, maybe even two, that's a catch. That that was I was so close, but he was a rookie, and I I admit I mean that was good defense, but he wasn't the the ball wasn't hit away by the defender. It was hit away by Noah Font. So they were one mistake away from losing this game. So the Vikings can't get any. They can't get any credit for the. They can't get any. Um, they can't say they're the better team, but I do uh, give them respect for making this comeback. It was at home though, and they are undefeated at home. And that they were down twenty to zero is tough to see. So yeah, I, I have to say, is there the from the which teams are elite in the NFC right now? I have to say, the 49ers are most definitely elite. Uh, then you go Packers, Saints are elite. I don't know. Excuse me. That was no. <laughs> I don't know if you can say the Panthers are elite. I mean, they've had two pretty bad L's. Last, they're on a four game. They're on a four game losing streak. They got blown out by the 49ers. Oh, no, no, no. They're two, they're two games. Like, yeah. They lost to the Packers and then they lost to the Falcons. They got blown out by the Falcons. And then they have a tough game against the Saints. Now they get to play against the Redskins and the Falcons in those next two games. But. I mean the pan. I mean the McCaffreys. I mean the Panthers, but pretty much McCaffrey. It's. I think defenses are starting to figure out if they know you're gonna run every single play. Then, yeah, you're gonna get pretty much shut down. So I'd say the Saints, the Packers, and the 49ers and the Seahawks are looking like the elite team. I don't know who in the NFC is elite because I don't think it's the Cowboys. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott isn't consistent enough, and Dak Prescott has been playing well the last couple games, but I don't know if he can keep doing that. He still hasn't shown it. So, um, But, yeah, the Vikings definitely drop up being an elite team. Yes, they are tied with the Packers um, to win the um, NFC North, but, I mean, if you look at their wins, which it's not letting me do the computer because, yes, I am on a computer. Oh, it's because I'm – okay. Um they haven't beaten i mean they beat the eagles and they beat the cowboys but beyond that they they got beaten by us uh they got beaten by the bears when the bears were playing really well so i mean it's it's tough to say that they're a good a great really good team i mean even if they are uh, one win less than the 49ers who have the most wins in the NFC right now. It's tough to say that they're an elite team. I don't think they are. Kirk Cousins has played well, but yeah, I don't I wouldn't put them up there as an elite team. Um and speaking of the 49ers, um they did beat the Cardinals and I mean that's not that crazy. But I think the main reason why I want to talk about this game is it seems like they're trusting Garoppolo a lot more. I mean he had 45 uh, pass attempts, which beyond last week, which I thought was a fluke, uh, that's his career high. Uh, he's had he had 424 yards and four touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, um, but I think there there just seems to be a change in their system that they're no longer letting guys like Brita and um, Mozart be the main focus of the offense. And maybe they're giving a different look. Maybe they're saying, hey, we can throw. Maybe we should trust our quarterback and then bring out the running like as a backup. 
Um, now that they have decent wide receivers like Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel had a good game, 134 yards, and the defense showed up against the Cardinals. I mean, it's not that surprising. It's the Cardinals. They got two defensive touchdowns. I mean, they dominated uh, Kyler Murray, who had 150 yards, uh, two passing touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown, doing everything for his team. Uh, but they couldn't get it done. Um, I mean, it was 36 to f- 26. Um, but I'm just, I think the 49ers, it is interesting to see um, Garoppolo gain confidence and develop. He's starting to become a better quarterback. Uh, speaking of difference in philosophy, the Rams uh, get a win this week. And the most surprising thing is that, yeah, Goff almost barely threw the ball. 18 attempts. That's the fewest attempts this season. Uh, yeah, he still had 173 yards, but it was mostly Gurley on 20. Five attempts, which I'm pretty sure is the most this year. He had uh, 97 yards. He one touchdown. He also had a fumble. Uh, he was receiving for 37 yards. But I mean, yes, it is the uh, Bears, but it was it's still a decent win considering that they're going now to their old style of def- of offense of running, run, run, run the ball, and then do a play action. And it'll be interesting to see if that works against an elite team as they play the Ravens next week. But it is interesting to see Gurley is starting, probably starting to become more healthy. Um, looking at their past schedule, this is probably uh, their second best win. They did beat the Panthers in week one. I mean, McCaffrey was still getting warmed up, and they beat the Saints, but that doesn't count. Drew Brees was injured, and Teddy Bridgewater brought Teddy Bridgewater came in, but he wasn't. He was a backup. He hadn't had a week to prepare. But beyond that. Um, yeah, this is probably their best win. We'll have to see them against the Ravens. It'll probably be a game of running who can run the ball more. Um, yeah, but it'll be in, it'll it'll be interesting to see if they can beat them, even if they have them at home, because the Ravens right now are probably they're playing like they're the best team right now. Okay, I don't know it's in terms of talent and actually how good they are. I don't consider I wouldn't consider them the best, but. Um, they certainly are the hottest team right now. Uh, and another team that's looking really hot is the Falcons whopping the Panthers 29 to three. And I mean, Matt Ryan, the Falcons are starting to look like a decent team. They're starting to look like that old Super Bowl team. Uh, they had, um, Matt Ryan had, um, 311 yards, one touchdown Ridley. Uh, he's starting one of my fav, probably my favorite uh, young wide receiver right there with Sutton. Uh, he eight of eight had 143 yards, one touchdown. Julio had 91 yards, and McCaffrey kind of he had to do everything for his team pretty much. 70 yards on 14 carries. He had 121 yards receiving, 11 of 14. That means he was getting targeted 14 times on top of carrying the ball 14 times. And Kyle Allen just looking atrocious. Four interceptions, 325 yards. And the Panthers were a bit undisciplined this game. Eight penalties, eight, 88 yards. I mean, DJ Moore did his thing, 95 yards. But the Panthers just look really bad. And the Falcons are right now looking like a pretty hot team. I mean, they did beat the Saints. I don't think they'll continue it. Uh, I, I actually I think they will continue it against the Buccaneers, and we'll get into predictions. But I think this they play the Saints and Panthers again, and I think they're both will look for revenge. Then they play against the 49ers and the Jaguars. But I think they could mess up some seasons if they make it things interesting for the Saints and or the Panthers. I mean, I don't think the uh, Saints will. Yeah, it's looking like the Saints won't make the playoffs. I mean, they will make the playoffs. They're locked in for number one spot. I don't think the Panthers will make the playoffs because that second place is kind of taken up by the Vikings. The Vikings and the Seahawks right now are taking are hogging up those wild card spots. I mean, Vikings are eight and three beyond the Packers, and if the Packers, they're not going to drop the rest of their games. And then the other division is the um, Seahawks and 49ers. I mean, Seahawks are eight and two, so they're probably taking that other spot. So. Yeah, I don't I don't think the Falcons are playing any teams that are in danger of missing the playoffs. Um, but they'll still make some games interesting, especially if they keep this offense if they keep uh, making this offense this fire. Which they should have been doing earlier in the season, but you know. Live and learn, I guess. Uh maybe Dan Quinn won't get fired. We'll have to see. 
uh, if he can keep his job with uh, this offensive explosion and defensive, like this team's success at the end of the season. But I doubt he. I think he'll still be kicked out of there. Um, and then moving on to the predictions. I think that should be about it. Oh, one interesting thing. Or we'll get into it when we get to that prediction. Uh, we have the Colts at Texans. I have the Colts in this game. The Texans looked horrible last week. And uh, I think Deshaun Watson, his line has con- has started to go back to their old ways. I think they'll get sacked. Uh, I think the Colts are starting to get healthy. And if they're completely healthy, this is going to be a pretty bad L uh, for the Texans. But even if they're not, I still think the Colts will take this win on the road. Dolphin at- Dolphins at Browns. Uh, the Dolphins' win streak was ended this week, and I think the Browns are starting to gain confidence. And at home, it's tough to beat them, um, especially now that the fans know what to do on offense. Uh, but, yeah, I got to go with the Browns in this game. Lions are Redskins. I still haven't seen a reason to pick the Redskins. I got to go with the Lions. Raiders at Jets. Um, yeah, I'm really – I'm hoping, praying that the Jets – win but I think the Raiders will win Josh Jacobs is just being is a beast right now Derek Carr is there um doing the whole Jared Goff thing of last year where you have one guy you have your running back playing well and then you 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 know do the play action with uh your quarterback so I think that that system is working for them even if they don't have elite wide receivers like Antonio Brown they still have Waller they still have Tyrell Williams they still have some decent wide receivers there uh, Giants at Bears. I think the Bears win this at Soldier Field. Um, Saquon Barkley has maybe he was hurt last game um, and comes back healthy, but I think that line is too good. That defense is too good allow, to allow him to rush for more than 100 yards. Uh, Broncos at Bills. I think the Bron- this is my upset of the week. I think the Broncos win this game, especially with um, how they came out against the Vikings and how they almost won that game. I think they they will be, beat the Bills, and I think the Bills might underestimate them, underestimate their young guys like Sutton, Font, uh, Lindsey, and um, yeah, uh, Brandon Allen has been okay. I mean, he's he's not been good, but I think he, he might be. He he's probably bottom ten, but I think he hasn't been so bad that they can't win a game. I mean, they almost beat the Vikings. So next game, Steelers at Bengals. I think the Steelers will beat the Bengals, and the Bengals might go zero and sixteen. This might be an actual thing with Finley and yeah, but if they do want to win, uh, this would be a really good chance. Um, uh, right now they're zero and ten. They have the Steelers. They could beat the Jets. They also play the Browns, and then they play the Patriots, which they're not winning. But they play the Dolphins and Browns, so they play some easy teams to end of the year, and hopefully they get a win. But right now I'm predicting they are going zero and sixteen. Because that is a nice hot take, but it's believable take. It's a hot take that's not that hot because they have the Steelers, who can be good or bad, Jets, which can get a win against a bad team, um, the Browns, who have been off and on, the Patriots, who there's no way they're beating, the Dolphins, which can be atrocious or suddenly good, and then the Browns again. So I think the Bengals are going 0-16 this year. Moving on, um, but this game is honestly a coin flip. Uh, the Jags at Titans, I got to go with Nick Foles. I think he gets his first win since his return. And I think Leonard Fournette hopefully has a better game. Uh, they just have better, uh, options than the, than the Titans for the Jaguars. And, um, yeah, I think they get this win, uh, in Tennessee. But if, if they, it'll be, it'll be a lot harder for them to win if they do let Derrick Henry run all over them. So they better... Uh, toughen up that run defense. Cowboys at Pats. This will be a good game to watch, but I think I got to go with the Pats. Um, their main Elliott is kind of slowing down, and their main, or he hasn't been slowing down, but he hasn't been performing at his usual rate. And so they'll mostly try to throw, and the Patriots have a ridiculously good secondary, like I said already. That's their main strength. So if the Cowboys rely on throwing, I think that the Patriots win because. They'll probably get one or two picks, and they're just have a really good secondary. Uh, Packers at 49ers. I think the 49ers actually get this win. Um, 
That's tough, actually. Now that I think about it, you do have Aaron Rodgers on the other side in an okay defense. But the main reason why I'd go with the 49ers, I mean, is because they actually have better wide receivers. And it's so weird. I the I mean, the Packers used to have decent wide receiver, a decent wide receiving card, but probably top 12? I mean, when you had Randall Cobb, um, they didn't really have a good tight end ever. I mean, Jimmy Graham, but he didn't, he was an old Jimmy Graham. But they had decent wide receivers in Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams of the third option. But now that he's the number one option, he is a good wide. He is a he is a well, not based off the stats, but based off the previous talent that we've seen. He is a top 15 wide receiver, but he hasn't shown that this year. And you have to rely on guys like Lazard, uh, Scatling. Um, yeah, it's I. I don't see the I just don't see the Packers uh, beating the 49ers, who have a pretty good defense, and they'll put on pressure on the Packers. And um, if Aaron Jones doesn't get his usual three touchdowns, yeah, I could definitely see the 49ers getting this win at home. And then the Ravens and Rams, and I have an interesting story. It seems like Eric Whittle, who used to play for the Ravens, won't tell anything about their playbook for the Rams, which he does remember. He just won't tell them, which I respect that uh, integrity. Um, I mean, you know, you never know if you get traded or what will happen when you get older and, you know, you don't want to have bad blood with anyone. And I respect, um, that those kind of ethics and that's, uh, but I still don't respect his team. I still think the Ravens will beat the Rams. The Ravens are just uh, on fire right now. And the Rams, yes, even though they did, um, get back to their old ways, uh, I still think um, that they're not a better team than the Ravens this season. They haven't been, okay? Todd Gurley is coming back to being healthy. Cooper Cup, for some reason, isn't getting the ball anymore. Brandon Cooks hasn't been, like, in a, a good a wide receiver this in a while. Robert Woods has been a decent number two. But that defense, I mean, Aaron Donald might get a sack or two, and Clay Matthews might, re- might remind you what he was. But beyond that, I told you, that secondary isn't that good. And you have Ravens who... I don't think their linebackers are anything. I don't think the Rams linebackers are anything great to stop uh, Lamar Jackson, who's going to be saucing them up. So um, right now, I think Lamar and and looking at the other end of the spectrum, being devil's advocate, maybe Lamar gets cocky. We'll have to see. But I think the MVP candidate right now, number one MVP candidate in uh, Lamar Jackson, does get this win. And um, yeah, I think they move on to continue being the best team in the NFL right now I don't know maybe close with the Saints but the Saints had that bad elegance Falcons so right now the the Ravens looking like the best team right now and um yeah I think that's about it for a show my voice is definitely worn out um yeah but thank you for listening 